Hello and welcome to What's New in ML. In this segment of the Infinite ML Pod, we talk about the latest developments in machine learning. Today, we'll talk about Space Telescope, Rare Earth Elements, Universal Speech Translator, Quantitative Reasoning, Quantum Computing, how robots are handling deformable material, and how AI systems can explain a piece of code. Let's go! Hey, where's the music? Oh, here it is. Let's go. All right. James Webb Telescope uh, is making waves. It's been uh, in the news. And uh, for people who uh, haven't been following, uh, it's the world's largest and most powerful space telescope. Uh, It's built in partnership between NASA, European Space Agency, and Canadian Space Agency. It has a powerful infrared vision and extremely high spatial resolution. And uh, if you go to their website to check out the images, they are stunning. Amazing, amazing images that uh, really show the the universe. And uh, you'll be able to see images that we've never seen before. Uh, There's an image that reveals for the first time Uh, the previously invisible areas of starbirth. There's another image, uh, it's the visual grouping of five galaxies. It is the telescope's largest image to date. Uh, It contains over 150 million pixels, and it's constructed from almost a thousand separate image files. And also, the telescope has captured uh, the distinct signature of water in the atmosphere surrounding a gas-shine planet orbiting a distant star that's similar to the sun. This is a really good sign, and it makes a, a big leap towards finding potentially habitable planets beyond Earth. So very exciting. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, just visit uh, NASA's website. There are some amazing images. All right, what's next? Turkey announced that uh, they've uncovered 694 million tons of rare earth elements. Now, if true, these deposits reportedly contain uh, enough resources to meet global demand for a thousand years. But it's yet to be verified. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of studies uh, yet to be done. And also, we need to check how economically viable it is. Meaning. How far below the ground uh, are these deposits? How much do you have to dig to get them? Uh, How concentrated are they? How complex is the extraction process? So basically, uh, for every pound of rock, uh, how much do we have to spend to extract uh, the rare earth element, the usable element that can go into uh, the, the manufacturing process? So it got me thinking about rare earth elements. Uh, there are 17 rare earth elements, and many of them are used to make high-tech products like cameras, uh, magnets used in electric vehicles and wind turbines, telescopes, catalytic converters, metal alloys, x-ray machines, and missile guidance systems. So pretty much all of high-tech Uh, relies on rare earth elements. Uh, Currently, China is the world's largest producer. They have enormous deposits. Uh, So this discovery in Turkey could be an interesting turning point. And if it is uh, viable economically, then Turkey will stand to benefit a lot from this. So very interesting. Uh, This this discovery could could be game-changing if we can verify the claims. All right, what's next? Meta 
they released uh, a model called NLLB 200. It's basically a, a universal speech translator. So it can translate 200 languages and uh, it's open source. And the best part is in many commercially available language translator products, if um, there's a language that doesn't have enough speakers or there isn't enough data, then it's just ignored, meaning there's no language translation available for that for that particular language. And many African and Indian languages are usually not supported by, by the commercially available translation tools. So this could be a huge step forward and uh, 200 languages, uh, it's, it's an amazing feat and uh, they've open sourced it. So we'll see where it goes. And also, in, in that news, there's a collaboration organized by Big Science, and they released a model called Bloom. Now, for companies, uh, it could be a, a big big news. But more, more than that, for people who are worried that big tech companies were gaining too much of an advantage in building these huge, huge models, this is great news. Because Bloom is the first multilingual language model. Uh, trained in complete transparency by the world's um, leading researchers. So it is the largest collaboration of uh, AI researchers ever assembled to do a, a single project. It started in early 2021, and uh, it, it has involved over a 1,000 researchers from 60-plus countries and more than 250 institutions. So this is a, a phenomenal step forward. It has 176 billion parameters. Uh, this model can generate text in 46 languages and dialects and uh, 13 programming languages. So huge deal. It's open. It's transparent. It is a collaborative effort. So it could be a good counterbalance uh, to all the models being built by Google and Facebook. So yeah, it's, it's very exciting. All right, Google recently released an AI system called Minerva. Now, it can solve quantitative reasoning problems with language models. Now, why is it a big deal? Because so far, language models have demonstrated remarkable performance on a variety of natural language tasks like understanding sentences, uh, providing answers, just uh, generating code. But... Uh, quantitative reasoning is one area in which these models uh, are still falling short of, of human-level performance and expectations. So solving mathematical and scientific questions, uh, it requires you know, parsing a question in natural language. You've got to understand mathematical notations. You need to recall relevant formulas. You need to remember the value of all the constants and then generate step-by-step -step solutions. So uh, this is a great step forward because um, reasoning is a critical pillar of an intelligent system. And uh, with this with this AI system, which is Minerva, uh, Google has taken a step towards solving that. Also, Google published a paper um, in the journal Science. Google claims that they have quantum advantage for machine learning. Now, what does it mean? It means that uh, they have demonstrated quantum computing and how it can be used for machine learning. An experiment that processes quantum data with a quantum computer could have huge advantages. Now, Google researchers uh, have proved that uh, quantum machines could learn from exponentially fewer experiments than the number required by conventional experiments. And, and again, this is still on a small scale, 
Um, therefore, Ducted does these experiments with 40 qubits and 1300 quantum gates. So still, still way to go. They did it on their Sycamore quantum processor, and they reduced the required number of experiments by four orders of magnitude. So it is it is a, a good step forward, and uh, they, you know, this advantage is shown for uh, predicting properties of physical systems, performing quantum principle component analysis, and learning about physical dynamics. So uh, it is a it's one step towards proving uh, how quantum computing can be used uh, in a practical way. But I think there's there's still a long way to go here. But uh, exciting step forward. Now, scientists at MIT and Stanford have built a new system that lets robots manipulate deformable material like dough or clay. Now, why does it matter? Machines are good with rigid objects, meaning when it comes to uh, handling objects like uh, a fixed shape, fixed dimensions, uh, which is not, it's not deformable, uh, they're great. Machines have shown good uh, reliability on that front. But when it comes to handling soft, deformable objects, it's been challenging because if you move one part of this structure, you're likely affecting everything else. So how do you simultaneously uh, manage all of this? So they built a system that that allows a robot to successfully handle and manipulate uh, deformable material. Now, what's the use? Why bother with all this? If you can manipulate these these materials, these structures from visual inputs, it could one day enable better home assistance because uh, you need to be you need to have a soft touch. You need to know how to handle objects that are deformable that keep changing their that keep changing their shapes. So. Uh, it's a good step forward. All right, what's next? Uh, There's a great blog post by Simon Willison that explains how GPT-3 uh, can be used to generate code explanations, meaning you paste a piece of code, be it Python or JavaScript or SQL or just configuration files, and GPT-3 will explain it to you in plain English. Now, that is just phenomenal because uh, you see a lot of code, you work in, in enormous code bases, and uh, it's helpful to know how a piece of code works. So I think it's a, it's a great it's a great blog post. He's experimented with a couple of different languages, a couple of different code snippets. And, uh, and if you see the explanations generated by GPT-3, it's it's amazing. I think it's uh, it explains it clearly, and um, it's a very fun application of uh, of this AI system, and certainly something that is very useful to uh, a developer. So that's the that's very exciting. That's all we have for today. We just talked about uh, James Webb Space Telescope and the images that it has captured. It will continue to capture more, and uh, it is going to reveal much more information about the universe. Uh, We talked about the rare Earth elements, how Turkey uncovered 694 million tons of rare Earth elements, and uh, and again, what makes a a deposit useful. So we talked about uh, the economical 
viability of a discovery like this. So it's important to verify that before uh, we get too excited. But nonetheless, this is a, a great step forward. And um, if if we can verify these deposits, it's going to mean a lot in terms of high-tech products and uh, and how we can use these rare earth elements. We talked about Meta's large language model, NLB 200, NLLB 200, and uh, how it can translate from over 200 languages. We talked about the big collaboration project by Big Science and uh, that model Bloom, which is a a huge collaborative effort across a thousand researchers. And uh, with this this 176 billion parameter model, it can it can do a lot. So it's a big, big deal. Uh, we talked about uh, Minerva, which is Google's AI system that can solve quantitative reasoning problems. Uh, we talked about uh, the quantum computing. Uh, that that Google uh, is working on. Uh, they claim quantum advantage for machine learning, and they published a paper in the journal Science. We talked about how scientists at MIT and Stanford have built a new system that lets robots manipulate deformable material. And lastly, we talked about how GPT-3, the generative model, can be used to explain how code works. You can just take any piece of code, paste it, and it will generate explanations in plain English. So that's all we have for today. Thanks again for tuning in. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to subscribe to the podcast. I'll see you soon with another amazing episode.